0: Welcome back to Femininity After Dark. I am your host Keandria Balus, and this week we will discuss how to choose your victim. <music> season three. This is season three of Femininity After Dark. I am so grateful for all of you and to express my gratitude i have decided to give a shout out to one subscriber every single week i will choose you at random all you have to do is send me a screenshot of your subscription along with your name and your social media handle our very first subscriber shout out goes to kayla grady Her TikTok is KaylaXG, K as in kite, A as in apple, Y, L as in Larry, A as in apple, X as in xylophone, (laughs) G as in Gary, E as in Edward, E as in Edward. Thank you so much, Kayla, for all of your love and support, and I am so glad that you enjoy this podcast. I am excited for us to go on this journey together. Hey. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm awesome. I'm awesome. I'm wonderful. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Um, awesome. I am going to go ahead and introduce you to the listeners, and then we will... Go ahead with the interview. Sound good? All right. Sounds good. Awesome. So this week we have with us Marina Nobles. She is, well, I didn't even ask you your pronouns yet. Um, what are your pronouns?
1: No, that's okay.
0: My pronouns she and her. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. She is a spiritual advisor and a coach. So tell us a little bit about yourself. So about me,
1: I have been a licensed massage therapist since 2014. Um, that is where I learned about Reiki and energy healing and crystals. Um, like a lot of us, I was raised Christian. And so I, when discovering those things, I really learned so much about myself. And I was able to heal so much of my past trauma and just... Um, you know, day by day going through the massage therapy program, just learn so much about who I am and who I wanted to become. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I am now a Reiki master and a board certified holistic health practitioner. Um, And so I've kind of just for the past eight, almost nine years now have been um, gearing myself towards just really helping others to awaken themselves to their truth and their um possibilities with you know just knowing who they are once you really know who you are you know what you want to go for and so i get to help people do that and i feel like that is a huge part of who i am and i'm just thankful and blessed <laughs> that i get to do that
0: yeah that is that is beautiful i talk a lot on my platforms about personal branding and how important it is to know yourself so i think it's wonderful that you help people to connect with uh, their ideal self. I think that's great.
1: Yes, absolutely. Thank you. And it's wonderful that you do that, too. Um, I had the opportunity to listen to a few of your podcasts um, while I was working, doing massage therapy, you know, I just, you know, slipped my AirPod in and kind of just catch up with some things because honestly, I did not hear about uh, your podcast beforehand. So, to actually hear it and then now be a part of it is really awesome. And just to, um, to see the, the similarities and yet the differences and how our businesses are, is it's a beautiful thing to see Black women especially prospering in the healing industry, you know, like it's, it's so beautiful. I, I, it's, I don't even have words <laughs> to really express mm-hmm. how I feel about it.
0: I agree, it is really, really beautiful. And thank you so much for your um, kind words. My uh, My next question is, what does dark femininity mean to you? To
1: me, dark femininity is about accessing your depths that are so undesirable to other people and allowing it to empower you along your journey and being unafraid to express those parts of you loving yourself in a way that no one else can and being able to like just truly identify yourself within um, those depths and and be able to navigate your softness even in the darkness you know does that make sense to you yeah that Um, makes
0: perfect sense
1: it's, it's something that we don't often get to express our softness we've had to kind of go into overdrive in our masculine energy and you know be the go-getters for ourselves because lately these men ain't been doing it for us so dark femininity is about still allowing yourself to thrive and take care of yourself in your masculinity but still allowing yourself the space and the environment to be soft and to be gentle and to cry and feel your um your anger Um, or your sadness, you know, and just allowing yourself to feel and to be. And in all of those things, it's powerful. It's chaotic, and yet it's still beautiful. That's what dark femininity is to me. It's just the expression. It's just raw, real, true, and powerful expression of self.
0: Wow, that was beautiful. Um, I love that you brought up being able to experience the full range of our emotions, that's something that I've been exploring within myself as well. Mm -hmm. And the more I connect with my own dark femininity, I'm realizing that I don't have to always be ready for war. I can be a little bit softer because dark femininity is more about this presence that you have when you step into a room and you don't have to command respect from people. It's just given to you because of the confidence that you have within yourself.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, and that was one of the um, podcasts of yours that I had listened to was How to Be Charismatic. And that kind of goes along with uh, what you had just said, um, the dark femininity that energy is very charismatic you know like you're it's a it's a mystery because you never know what you're going to (laughs) get from a powerful woman that thrives in her femininity you never know what you're going to get it's a beautiful journey to go along that and you have to know how to capture that energy you really have to consciously um, allow yourself to thrive in your femininity until it becomes effortless until it is your constant conscious thought or unconscious thought Um, it's just an energy that just kind of needs to flow in the background and you need to allow it to exude you Um, but it's something that um, you know with the how to be charismatic I I love that I happen to find that because that's what uh, my business is about sacred karma it's spelled c-h-a-r-m-a because I fully believe that karma is charisma. And so uh, for us in our dark femininity, we have to know how to navigate charismatically in order to achieve the things that we really want for our divine feminine to flow.
0: Yes, I love that. Um, Another thing I wanted to say, I think what sets dark femininity apart from light femininity is that we are not afraid to be ourselves no matter how other people might perceive us we are always being our authentic self whereas i feel like sometimes when light femininity is um is overdone there's so much misogyny that goes into it. And a woman is supposed to behave this way and speak this way. And it just, it actually does more harm to our feminine energy than good. Absolutely. Because its it's like we're
1: being told to be conservative, cover ourselves up mm-hmm. for the gaze of this specific person. And then we fear our own gaze. You know, like there was a point in time where Ooh. <laughs> where I was so broken and I uh, experienced this uh, situationship with my child's father and um, I was so broken to the point where I could not look at myself in the mirror.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I was not allowed to thrive in my divine feminine and that hurt me. I did not feel safe with him. And yet I also didn't know how to leave
0: Mm.
1: because I also was not taught how to be my divine feminine self. I was taught to cover myself up because, uh, you know, um, so-and-so is coming over or, you know, like, that's not what we should experience as little girls growing up to become young women. And then we are Mm -hmm. grown women. We are not taught to honor our divine feminine beauty we're taught to cover it up and we're taught to keep it protected from other people including ourselves and that's not fair and so we struggle with allowing ourselves access to the depths of our our own hearts so when we're able to allow the divine feminine energy to just be creative and be chaotic and be beautiful and scary and and happy, you know, like Mm -hmm. the the divine feminine energy, it just, it ranges from one thing to the other. And even in our darkness,
0: we can still find light. Yes, absolutely. Uh, How do you stay connected to your God self? Through
1: meditation, astral projection you know I, I allow myself to not fear the unknown mm-hmm. so I speak to multi-dimensional beings um, to allow myself to connect with them because if I am of this earth and there are still things that are found on this earth that are found in other planets I fully believe that I can connect with the God beings that are out there. And so when I am able to connect with them, I feel that I'm bringing back information um, where my intuition can take over and I know things that I haven't even researched before, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm able to then later confirm it. And that um, confirmation from later confirming it through outside resources or someone else experiencing that same thing. I am able to remind myself that we are greater than what we see around us. And that constant reminder is what keeps me going and what keeps my faith high. And then I, I, I'm i able to, you know, cast my spells. I'm able to see my manifestations materialize into my reality. And it just reminds me that I'm also oh powerful and, and I am, you know, a reflection of my divine creator, my God made me then I am a goddess in my own divine right and I'm thankful for that I'm blessed for that and I just I get to <laughs> you know I get to go out in nature and take and some uh, some rocks you know and other people may look at that and just think it's a rock but to me it is a greater piece of this puzzle that is going to help me access energy from wherever you know whenever I set my mind to and decide this is the energy I need to um, reflect on right now and that rock might help me to unlock so much that I couldn't have done without it you know not just any rock but you know like (laughs) my gemstones my crystals um, well shoot my baby I teach my son about these things as well. And he went and found me a regular rock and he called it a wishing rock. He gave it to me for my birthday. Mm-hmm. And I did make a wish with it and it actually materialized into my reality. So, you know, what at this point, <laughs> it could be just any rock that you set your intention into. But those are the ways that I'm able to connect with my God. And I'm thankful for those, um, those ways of connection.
0: That was beautiful. I love that you're, your son gave you that wishing rock. Um, kids are so cool because they really just show us how magical life is and their belief is so strong. It's it's just so wonderful.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. He's manifesting something every day and I can only hope that I get to make it happen for him.
0: You absolutely will. Um, thank you, thank you. My next question is, how does seduction play a part in your love life and your career?
1: I have to tone down my seduction in my career (laughs) because I'm a massage therapist. So, you know, I can't uh, I can't have any sort of seduction in there. But in my love life, I feel that I kind of (laughs) I feel that I kind of uh, scare potential partners off because I get this look in my eye and it's like, I'm about to eat you alive. (laughs) And it's like, and the emotions of my dark femininity can also play a role. And and those emotions can be a little bit too much for people at times. And it's like, they don't know how to find that find balance, but they keep coming back. (laughs) So my seductivity, I feel, um, is powerful like it I have this whole different alter ego I haven't given her a name yet <laughs> but I probably should um but she is very sensual very um enigmatic energetically expansive like I have I, I don't have sex we have experiences you know <laughs> like it, mm-hmm. it's it's wonderful i any partner that I've had sex with it has never been just like, I can't do a one night stand. It had, we have to have some type of connection because we're joining energies, you know, and I can't just join energies with anybody because I don't know what sexually transmitted demons you got, but I don't want them. (laughs) So (laughs) if the conversation ain't right, or if the mentality is not on the same wavelength, it's not something that I can involve myself in. And just down to the conversation. You got to seduce me out my panties. <laughs> like you, you just have to. So I feel that, uh, yeah, activity in my personal life is, is to be. Um, I'm, I'm happy with it. <laughs> I'm happy with it in my personal life. Um, Although in my um, professional life, in my career, I would love to honestly be able to help people as far as like Reiki goes because that's energetic healing Mm -hmm. and um, being able to teach people how to be seductive is something that can open people to energetic pathways you know reiki can heal blockages or it can help you attract things that you want into your life and also being seductive is a a tool that you can use to help attract love into your life so when you're bringing your resources together to make something happen you know is you have a better chance of um i'm sorry you have a chance of a greater outcome so I wish that's something that I could do, and it's possibly it it may be something that I can do. I just have to word it the right way and and get the right licensing behind it, so I don't get myself in trouble. Um, but there's there's definitely ways that I would be able to tie that into my professional life. Um, it's just not there yet.
0: Okay. So what do you think it is that makes people choose you as a massage therapist? Because seduction doesn't just have to be about lust or romantic love. Our personal brand has a lot to do with seduction. Um, A lot of celebrities have seduced us and that's why we love them so much. So what do you think it is about you that draws people in and makes them choose you for that service?
1: Okay, I like how you uh, explained that Um, helps me to also open my mind with the way that I perceive that word. So um, I, I'm able to really just go in and know where the pain points are, like my client can say all day long, this is where I'm hurting, like my back is hurting, I need my back massaged. But in all reality, that's not where you need the massage at. And so I, I know intuitively where I need to go to give them the best result for their massage. And I listen to their body. I listen uh, to their body language, you know, like if I'm giving too much pressure and they hold their breath, I know that I need to back up with my pressure. So I listen not only to their words, because I will address, you know, your back is hurting. I'm going to massage your back. But I'm also going to make sure that I help with your rest because that's what's really hurting you. I'm going to help you with your legs because that's something else that's really going to help with uh, your back pain. I'm going to provide you with some stretches to help you get relief like right now. So by the time you get off the table, you're feeling better than you were when you came in. And so a lot of therapists don't actually do that. If you say your back is hurting, they're going to massage your back and only focus on giving you deep tissue in your back. They're not going to worry about the fact that you work at a desk for 12 hours a day, whatever, um, and your shoulders are rounded you're constantly on your phone. You know, like all of these things, they play a factor into getting your client what they really came for. They don't know. They didn't go to school to be a massage therapist. To them, it's kind of just a back rub still. But to me, massages, it's an art, it's a dance. That's what I like to do shiatsu, but I still, I don't do full on shiatsu. I provide uh, with some techniques, but not like a full shiatsu massage. Um, But like, they didn't go to school for these things. And so, To me, I saw shiatsu as a dance. And so I still refer massage. I still refer to it as a dance. Um, But I'm passionate about it. Like when my client gets up off the table and they're like near tears because they couldn't turn their neck earlier Mm -hmm. up until they got on my table, you know, and, and I was able to help them. Like I can see the results right in front of me. I was able to affect someone else's entire life you know? Mm -hmm. And so I take what I do and I speak to my clients with gentleness and care. And when they're in my room, that is a safe space. I'm not going to go outside of that room and tell somebody um, all their business like (laughs) some of the other therapists will do. And that's an unfortunate situation where clients don't even know that's happening. But as a therapist, to me, I look at the other therapists and I say, your energy is not what your client needs it to be. You are supposed to be a safe space right now. They are vulnerable,
0: mm-hmm. you know? And
1: so I constantly remind my client that you have the power in this massage session. If at any point you don't feel comfortable, let me know. i can get in the session or, you know, I'll adjust my technique, whatever. By giving my client the power, I feel that they Know they're safe with me, and that that experience can help them to really relax when they're on my table, and know that they're going to get off this table being given a, uh, as one of my other clients referred to it as, was a massage treatment, not just like a regular session or whatever, but they came to me with a problem and I was able to address it and give them more relief in that than they had ever experienced from any previous massage. And that, that is what keeps me <laughs> doing this. And I, I just, I love it so much. I can't even explain it.
0: Um, that's awesome. I can tell you're really passionate about what you do, which is important. And I love that you make sure that your clients feel safe and secure with you.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Um, So where can listeners connect with you?
1: Uh, You can find me on my website, sacredkarma.com. Again, karma is spelled C-H-A-R-M-A. On there, you can find me on uh, different social medias like TikTok, Instagram. I have a Facebook group and a Facebook page as well.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for allowing me to interview you and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Yes. Thank you so much. And thank you for having
1: me. I look forward to, um, you know, possibly being a guest on another episode. This was such an amazing opportunity and a great experience. Um, And so I, I look forward to seeing your prosperity and your success and your abundance from this podcast and whatever else you have going on. I know that I'm just one of many people, but I, I'm definitely proud of you because Thank this you, is brother. a huge thing. This takes a lot of energy and you're going to do amazing. I, one of the podcasts I listened to is were to say you reached 57 countries. I don't know how many you've reached now, but that is such a huge accomplishment, and don't you ever take it for granted or don't ever let your mind stop you, you know, or think that you haven't done enough, because, girl, you're doing it. You're, you're doing it now. And wow. <laughs> like, just wow. That's all I can say. Just congratulations on all of your success. Thank you. Absolutely. You have a great rest of your day
0: as well. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Oh my gosh, guys. I cannot believe we are already on season three. This season is going to be extra special because now we get to the nitty gritty. We learn exactly how to seduce step by step. Right now, we are in phase one, separation, stirring interest and desire. So this is a phase where you get your person to even be interested in you, to notice you, and to desire you. Your goal in this initial phase is to slowly separate your target from their closed world and fill their minds with thoughts of you. So you want to become this escape from harsh reality or a boring existence that your target might have, you want to isolate them from that and make it to where they only think of you. Like you become this obsession for your target, for your victim. Now, Robert Greene calls them victims but he says to remember that everyone wants to be seduced so it's not like they're an unwilling victim they want an escape from their reality and if you can provide them with that you have them right where you want them they will be wrapped around your finger the first thing you have to do is choose your target how do you choose your target well first you have to know your seduction style This is imperative. You must know your seduction style not only so that you can seduce properly in terms of your strategy, your technique, but also because you want to be careful not to ever try to seduce someone who has the same seduction style as yourself. The whole purpose of this is to be able to fulfill what your target is missing in their life. And the only way to have that effect on them is if you are the opposite of what they are. Say your target has this really boring life. They just go to work and come home and there's no excitement. And you just happen to be a siren. And you can provide that drama and that electricity that they've been missing, those electrifying feelings and uh, this this excitement that they've never experienced before, they are going to lean on you because you're the source of that. And they're going to latch onto you more and more because you're this source of pleasure that they've been missing out on. It's like your first time trying something amazing. You're like, wow, this is what I've been missing. And you find yourself maybe indulging in that a little bit more. Say you go to a restaurant, right, and you try this dessert for the first time, and it is the most delicious, sweet dessert you have ever had in your life. Suddenly, you're going to start craving that dessert. You might go to that restaurant a little bit more than you go to those other restaurants because those other restaurants don't have what you're looking for. They can't fulfill that craving, right? So this is the same principle. You want to be that sweetness in their life. You want to provide that sort of pleasure that they can only get from you. And this has very little to do with sex. It's more about an experience that you create for your target. We actually talked a little bit about uh sex and experience in the interview earlier But this is about creating this experience and this like fantasy for your target. And how you do that will depend on who your target is and what they're missing in their life. So again, as we stated in season two, make sure you know yourself, know your seduction style and study your target and their potential seduction style so that you can stay a few steps ahead ...in your seduction process. Also, never go with the first person who shows you interest. That is insecurity. Make people work for it. Even if you are working to get your target to be interested in you, don't make it too obvious. You always have to have this plan in place where it seems like things just kind of naturally came together and they might feel like it must be fate. Some of the greatest and most seductive women in the world found their husbands and they knew that that was going to be their husband before they even started to date. They chose him, but they made him feel like he was choosing them. So they'd come up with something. They'd see this guy and they'd be like, okay... I see him over there. Let me just casually walk by, pretend not to notice him, you know, that kind of thing. But the point is, they had a plan. They weren't forceful or aggressive. They just kind of made it seem like their victim was making this decision of their own accord. Okay? You can recognize a target by the effect they have on you. So they say that opposites attract, right? So if you're attracted to someone, there's a reason for that. They've already started the seduction process, whether they've done it consciously or unconsciously. They've started it if you have an interest in them in the first place. They have something that you're missing in your life and they are fulfilling something for you as well. So it is a mutual exchange. But at the same time, it's a fun game and may the best seducer win. (laughs) So we have a few people in the group who say that they want a person who is financially stable. A person who comes into their life and is financially stable and they've chosen them as their victim, that person was able to seduce them with a certain lifestyle, with Uh, with money so they are providing something and fulfilling something for the other person I hope this is making sense and it's not too confusing but what I'm saying is you have to choose the opposite somebody who can fulfill something for you because you don't want to come up empty-handed empty-handed either you don't want to be giving this person, all this escapism, all this love, all this attention, and not getting anything fulfilling for yourself as well. That would be unfair to you. So make sure that you are sure about your seducer type. You could have more than one. Make sure you're uh, aware of them and aware of your target's behaviors, their uh, seducer type as well, so that you can uh, effectively seduce them quick thing that just came to mind. So I've been very open about it. Pretty much everybody knows I used to be an exotic dancer and I had this customer who was extremely boring and really cheap and it just started to not be worth it the energy that i was putting into the, the seduction like he was obviously enjoying himself you know he was in the presence of a beautiful woman and we were having great conversation he was he was getting a lot out of it right but i didn't feel like i was getting enough out of it because the entire purpose was for me to make money to live and to thrive and all of that good stuff so when he wasn't providing that as much as I would have liked. And it wasn't because I was doing anything wrong. It's simply because he's just the anti-seducer who is extremely cheap that we talked about last season. But the point is, you have to know your worth. Don't just settle for the first thing that comes your way because you want to say you have something or you have somebody know your worth. And if somebody's not giving you exactly what you want and what you need, and you don't feel like you're getting anything out of the relationship, out of the connection, then cut it loose. Like you deserve so much better than this unfulfilling connection. It's just not worth it. At the end of the day, there is Nothing to be gained from trying to seduce a person who is closed off to you or who cannot provide the pleasure and the chase that you need to maintain an interest in developing the connection. Something new that I'm doing season three, this season of Femininity After Dark, I will be sharing one affirmation with you all every episode. Affirmations have been so helpful to me on my journey, especially these last few months. My confidence has improved so much. I mean, drastically. I've been able to manifest some amazing things in my life and I just have more peace of mind. I feel so much more calm. You know, Uh, you might be able to pick up on that in my energy while listening. But the point is, I really feel called to share affirmations with you all so that we can grow together. And I hope that they help you as much as they have helped me. So this week's affirmation i am becoming closer to my true self every day i am becoming closer to my true self every day these chapters in part two of the art of seduction are pretty short and straightforward that's why i'm glad we have guests now to kind of take up some more time so we we aren't shorting ourselves on time together i really appreciate that thank you to marina again for allowing me to interview her I've actually discovered I really enjoy interviewing people, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I was a bit nervous at first because I'm actually not very much of a talker. I am pretty quiet and reserved usually and I don't talk to a lot of people but Marina just has this beautiful energy that I love and again, I'm grateful that she shared this space with me. Uh, It was wonderful having her on. I love getting other people's perspectives and I can't wait to have more guests on the show. If you would like to be a guest on this podcast or you're interested in business promo but you don't necessarily want to speak, you can shoot me an email my email is femininityafterdark at gmail.com. Again, that is femininityafterdark at gmail.com. Also, if you'd like a subscriber shout out on a future episode, make sure you send me a screenshot of your subscription along with your name and your social media handle. I will be choosing one subscriber at random every single week i just appreciate you guys and love you guys so much i can't wait for next week we will discuss why you should approach your target indirectly we got a little bit into it this episode but we're gonna go more in depth on why it's important to approach your target indirectly thank you so much for listening. Thank you for subscribing. I appreciate all of you and I'm excited to become everyone's favorite podcaster. (laughs) We're speaking things into existence, right? This is everyone's favorite podcast. Uh, But seriously, thank you for listening in and I will talk to you next week. Bye.